Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Stuff. This is Carolyn from Bourbon Stuff, and as always, here is my husband, E. Hello. And today we're bringing you yet another um, craft distillery-based product. Uh, this is an item from Georgia, and it is Moonrise Distillery, Georgia Single Barrel Cask Strength Bourbon Whiskey. Yeah. Um, I got a bone to pick with them, though. What is your bone? What the fuck are you dipping your bottles in? Oh, yeah. No, the, the bottles, it, it looks like... Uh, I'm just going to be polite and say it looks like they used a clear silicone caulk that they just had a vat of and dipped them in. And there's no pull tab, which is another component that we yes. have a personal pet peeve of. There was no pull tab, meaning you have to take a blade to this to cut the bottle open. And it is the most gummy and it is almost very, sticky. It was very sticky, very weird, and yes. But it, it did come off clean it, when we removed it from the entire we bottle. Did, we, it's fine. Everything's good. But that is just my, my, that is my complaint right now. Is that it was like, it was dipped in silicone-based caulk. And yeah. it was very unpleasant. Yes. But that's just a tactile thing and a presentation yes, thing. Yes, that is but... a that is a personal preference for me. So we know that this is not sourced because on the back it does say it is distilled and bottled by Moonrise Distillery. Yep. Um, this is sixty uh, percent ABV or one hundred and twenty proof. This is a cask strength release, as you allotted to. Yep. Uh, we spent sixty three ninety nine on this in Georgia. Yep. So we don't know really how well their distribution is outside of the state, but in the state you can get this pretty easily. We saw it in a couple of stores. Yeah. So It is non-age stated. However, the site does let you know that it is a minimum of four years aged in 30-gallon barrels. So, so it's smaller barrels, a bigger barrel influence, but... Yeah. 30 compared to 53, it's not that big of a drop down compared to, like, people who sometimes do it in, like, five-gallon barrels, which yep. just just don't unless you know exactly what you're doing. Yep. Um, it is a four-grain, or to be more specific, it is a weeded bourbon. Well, no, it's if it's a four-grain, it... Yes, it, it is yeah. It is wheat, it is rye, there we go. it is barley, and it is corn. Yeah. However... Um, the bottle specifically just says distilled from corn, so I don't know which component of information to trust personally, but we'll get into this. We know what 100% corn whiskey tastes like, yeah. and, uh, yeah. And if, if that was a little confusing, the website states that it is a four grain, the bottle states that it's corn. And yeah. by only listing corn, that leads us to think that it is a... 100% corn whiskey that yeah, is like a mellow really... corn style well, thing. No, it, could, it is it is a bourbon, so yes. we know that it went into a new oak barrel, mellow corn and other corn whiskeys, because it has to have its own stupid designation, um, means that it was aged in a used or uncharred oak barrel. So uh, so I guess with all that being said... <sighs> it's, it's, it's craft. It's, it's, a, it's a bourbon. Yeah. It's a bourbon from Georgia. We gonna feel how we feel. Yeah. There we go. So for sixty bucks, let's see what we're getting into. And the, I'm just pause for a second. Yeah. So there were four or three other options. There were on the on the thing, and we could have spent as little as thirty three. I think was. I think that was the lowest. The lowest. 
and as high as what we did. And he went for the highest proof option. Yeah. Versus any of the other basic bottles for a blind bottle buy. I sure did. Yeah. Proof. <sighs> I mean, I am, but I also am Ooh, a... that is a sticky cork. That is a sticky cork. I gotta clean that a little bit. Sticky cork. Um, I like things that are cask strength regardless of their proof. Yeah. But that's just me. Okay. On to the nosing. Nosing. Okay, I'm having a brain fart, but it smells like something that's very familiar. And I've had a very, very fuzzy brain day. <laughs> Just as a whole. It smells exactly uh -huh. like the uh, limestone branch baby baby cask stuff that we bought. Does it? Does. Hang on, I will be right back. I'm gonna go grab that. That, yeah, okay. Okay, so he brought the small baby bottle of that back. Girl, you crazy. Am I crazy? Whoa, that smells so much better than I remember it smelling. Right? No, 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 no. No, no, no? No, give it like a good... It has that same... Is it the small barrel funk? It's the small... Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's the smaller barrel funk that it has. That's not a bad thing. It's not. It's, it's not. just... Um, it stands out. So the limestone branch rye whiskey that we have is, um, it went into a 15 gallon barrel yeah. for perspective. So. Okay. So yeah, it's this on the nose is very just grain heavy. It is. And like almost aggressively oaky. Yeah. But not like developed oak, but just like punch yeah. of oak. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't smell bad. It smells very, very, very sweet. There's like a lot of brown sugar on the nose. Yeah. It is probably one of the most pleasant smelling. Like I can get behind this yeah. for sure. Onto the tasting. I'm sorry. I just no. Don't. It's okay. It's an interesting nose. It punches with flavor. Um, the oak, the oak is there. It's forefront, but it is not overpowering. No, it is not over oaked. It is. It is tobacco. And black tea. Yeah. Tobacco and black tea. Holy yeah. shit, that's good though. Wow. Okay. It doesn't surprise me. Because Georgia has a very similar climate to Florida. Especially... Well, where the fuck does this... What? Clayton. Clayton. I gotta... I got two... Two of the maps. I gotta look at the map how far south that is. Yeah. Clayton, Georgia. Clayton. C-L-A-Y-T-O-N. Georgia. New York City. I don't think, well, our generation would understand what that is. That's why you get yourself. Oh, from holy Texas. shit! What's no, that? Clayton is is it, as is it north? Far north. It's like Kennesaw North. It looks like it's it's, uh, it, it's a on... hop, skip, and a jump away from Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. Sorry, I'm speaking banjo today. I, I don't <laughs> have answers for that. So hang on, you can see where the borders. Stop. Oh, shit. So they're yeah. all the way on the northeast border. They are. Georgia. Okay, so that may be why it's not so aggressively yeah. leather tobacco, but it definitely has that. Some of those hit. notes, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, 
but it is just a a punch you in the mouth with with uh, herbaceousness. It is very herby. It's very very sweet. I find that a lot like four grains are definitely that they're a lot more complex as far as how the grains are presenting. And it's oddly citrusy. I'll give that to you. Yeah. Like, the second and third sips just brought out a lot of almost, like, lemon mm-hmm. or, like, grapefruitiness. The finish is mainly oak, but not, like, it's the, the char of oak. Do we have any wheat whiskeys that aren't makers? You mean just, like, weeded bourbons? Yeah, so not makers, not weller. Let me take a look. I'm pretty sure we do. Give me just Because I'd moment. like to see if they have the same kind of funkiness and if it's the wheat combined yeah. that's given it that weird funk. I can also see if we have any four grains. Yeah. Okay. Be right back. Thank you. Okay. okay. So he brought back... I brought back two things. Rebel. I brought back uh, a Rebel pick, which is a weeded bourbon. I, I literally just want to see if it has the grain. Yeah. I don't care about the rest of it. No, but... That's okay. Maybe... It... That may that, actually that be That may be it. the wheat component? Yeah. Motherfucker, yeah. It is. Can you grab the the bow the bow not the bow rye, it, but No, the, uh no, you had it right. It's a, that's a bow rye. But when I think when I say bow rye, people think high west. So this is Redwood Empire's bow rye. Yeah, it's a blend of bourbon and rye. That's exactly what it is. This is way more fruity than it, I remember. The Lost their, Monarch. All of their stuff is very fruity. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Okay. You're good. So the 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 heavy funk that I get on things seems to be potentially wheat. Potentially the wheat. You mean the the frunk as certain YouTube channels call it? Yeah. Yeah. That's so nice on the nose, though. It is like the, I'm happy with this particular release. Yeah. It, it, the, the more I go into it, the more I'm like, you are just ridiculous, Carolyn, because yes, mm-hmm. it is grain wheat forward. Mm-hmm. So I just went back on the palette and <sighs> there is a distinctive funk that I would associate with smaller barrels. And I am getting a bit of that mm-hmm. on the, on the moonrise. It's not bad and it's not overpowering, but no, it's it's not, and it's still just it is delightful. Yeah, um, people say that you can't make good whiskey with smaller barrels. That's bullshit. Uh, you can. You're gonna get different flavors, and you need to approach it accordingly. But to say that you are aging it faster is a bullshit statement. No, you just you need to keep in mind that your climate will play a huge role in it. Yeah. The, How you store your barrels. The storage of the barrels will make a huge uh, impact on it. The starting uh, distillate that you put in it will make mm-hmm. a huge impact on it. The location that you get your barrels from yeah. will make a huge impact on it. Because not all American white oak is, well... The same American white oak. Like what you get from Missouri is going to be different than what you get from Oregon. And we can attest to that. We have ordered um, decent sized barrels from different places. Yeah. 
And what comes out of one, despite the fact that it is the exact same thing that goes into a barrel, mm -hmm. the flavor that comes out of one barrel may be astronomically different than the other when they are literally sitting six inches apart in the same level, in the same space, same temperature for the same amount of time. Exactly. It's, it's crazy how that how that pans out. But your, your wood will absolutely make a difference. So, yeah. like, if you're one of those people who want to experiment with smaller barrels, do yourself a favor and if you can, buy wood samples from the places that you want to buy the barrels from. Can you do that? I don't see why not. Hmm? Like, even if it's just a stave or, like, chips, try to find spirals or chips or what have you to play with. I, I think going to going onto like Etsy and buying a bourbon barrel stave and cutting like small chunks out of it to do some wood experimentation mm -hmm. is a great first step. Yeah. And you can buy wood chips and wood spirals and wood uh the little pieces that you crack and I, throw in a bottle. So I can I accept spirals as a a proper means of oak, but wood chips I definitely would advise against personally from my experience anyway. And that's fine. Yeah. But just experiment with them outside of a barrel yeah. first because <sighs> As individuals who have no fewer than 80 different barrels of sorts yeah. hiding in our garage for experimentation. And yes, we are those weird fucking people. We, we have traditional barrels of varying barrels. size, the yeah. micro barrels. We have micro barrels that we make. Um, we have smaller barrels that we've gotten from reputable companies. And we have larger used barrels from other places. Yeah. So uh... we we've, we've played a lot with with barrel experimentation and have actually seen a lot of what can how drastically it can And it can how change. easily you can fuck things up. Yeah. 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 Yep. yep. Over-oaked, leaky barrels. Um bad oak. Yeah. Yeah, these are all things. Yeah. So Moonrise Distillery Single barrel cask strength bourbon. I personally think that this is a, a yes. I, I, mean, I, like, I think it's worth hunting down and getting a bottle. Um, I personally, as my personal flavor palette yeah. preference, I give it a solid like eight and a half of ten. Yeah, um, I would put this at a B all day long. Um, like B plus. I don't want to like. Yeah. Yeah, you have to yeah. be in. You have to be into slightly more vegetal, slightly more funky. You have to like the aggressive flavors that Florida, Georgia, and Texas yep. give. Um, be into wheaters because this definitely gives off that wheat funk. There's some funk. There's some spice. And, you know. It's decent craft. Yeah, go into it with an open mind. Yeah. Because it's not bad. I don't know that I would necessarily want to mix it. It could work. Okay. So, it it yeah. might do good as a cocktail. <laughs> okay, my my dumbass just took a sip of my my soda with a sip of the whiskey or the bourbon, and it aggressively brings out all of the grain and wood and nothing yeah. else. And then you do not approve. I do not approve, and that's okay. But, but the whiskey on its own, sipping fantastic. Yeah. 
Okay. Ready okay. to take us out? Yep. Uh, please do check me out on Instagram. My username is bourbon underscore and underscore stuff. I hate those underscores. Uh, <laughs> it's what makes you unique. I know. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at bourbonstuff at gmail.com. Uh, thank you, as always, for supporting the podcast. And if you think anyone may benefit from this, um, I can't possibly know how, but, you know, maybe, hey, possibly. We might have listeners in Georgia or who live on the border of Georgia who are able to readily find this. Yeah, so, yeah, share this with them because that's a great way to support us. <laughs> exactly. And with that being said, remember that all whiskey... Even the strange Georgia-based... Silicone, cocky, dipped, odd little bottles. Yeah, those ones. They're meant to be shared. <laughs>